how are you? Well, I'm not. I'm a little sick, but unlike you, I have kids, so I have a reason. I have. Listen, well, <laughs> I mean, I have a job that's got me out there in the public around lots of people several days a week, and they're like coming up to me to talk to me and stuff like that. So I've also got a reason. I mean, you know, it's just easier for me at home to like evict that cold from the house. <laughs> like it's easy, you know, is we're not passing it from from five different people. So it makes it a little less of a, you know, an <laughs> ongoing, oh, I'll give it back to you. No, I don't want it again. You keep it, you know. <sighs> but aside from that, you're good? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a little cold. Just a little be man about it. Just <laughs> cough. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, hello and welcome right. to the Movie Men podcast. Da B-team. My name is Brady. And I am Carl. And uh, this is our welcome to our weekly movie news show. It's one of the several different things that we do here on the Movie Men podcast. Um, right. Cue the corny news music intro. Also, interestingly, welcome to episode 299, which means that this is the very, the intro music that you just heard right here, right now, is the very last time you will hear that, because as is Movie Man tradition, every, we kind of treat every hundred episodes as a season, which means... After today, we're technically going into season four of the Movie Men podcast, which is bizarre to me. Um, and it will be time for for a new intro song. So cool, yeah. So that's, you got it all picked out already. It's all picked out. Um, it may change a little bit. So we're looking at going in and and doing some little funky editing to it, and maybe adding um, some voiceover to the intro. Um, but that's that's sort of in the maybe kind of sort of would like to box. Um, so, but either way, the song itself is picked out, and uh, and so it will it will launch this weekend with um, my Pete and I are doing. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll know a couple of things. One is every milestone we try to do. We don't treat it like just any old episode. We try to do something, you know, maybe a little spectacular. You know, um, for our last milestone, which was 200, we reviewed all of the Lord of the Rings movies. And that was special, not only because, I mean, it's freaking Lord of the Rings, but also because Lord of the Rings was a series that I had wanted to do on the cha- on the podcast for years. And Pete was dragging his feet because he was like, no, <laughs> I, don't, I just love them so much and I don't know if I'm ready to do that and we kind of got to like build up to it and blah 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 and um, so that that was a big moment when he finally said okay I think I'm ready and so that's what we did um, the other thing you'll know is that there has been this enigma there has been this mystery which has been, what the hell is all the hype? All these people out there, whether it's the Rotten Tomato score, whether it's it's just people's review of it saying, oh, this could be one of the greatest films ever made. Like, this is incredible. It deserves awards. Like, we just, and not just like kids, but like full grown adults without kids that have just said, like, this was a masterpiece. 
we've been trying to figure out what the hell is all the hype about Paddington 2? <laughs> yeah. And so we're finally going to sit down and answer that question. We're not going to even, at that point, we're not even reviewers. We're detectives. We're going in <laughs> to, to forensically analyze this thing and figure out what is the juice that has, you know, apparently made this thing so special. So, looking forward to that. The other thing, I will give you a little behind the scenes. What we were considering doing instead of Paddington 2 was reviewing all three Back to the Future films. Um, but ultimately, we've, we've, we're still going to do it. We've pushed it back a little bit because we've determined that a more fun, like from a planning standpoint, a more fun way of doing Back to the Future is to find a day where maybe the three of us have like the whole like we can just clear our slate watch right. sit sit down watch back to the future together record the first one watch the second one record the second one because back to the future is one of those those film franchises that i firmly believe is best viewed all at once because mm -hmm. it it really is one you know it's not even like back to the future one and back to the future two it's back to the future part two it's one movie broken up into three kind of chunks so anyways yeah it's a little behind the scenes for you there but episode 299 so let's not waste this man this is the last last episode of season three man bring the heat okay okay you ready uh, to bring the heat um flambe uh barbecue uh, Se sear um hot sauce uh jalapenos do you have access to all these things right now or are you just being being facetious. I'm, just bringing, I'm talking about things that are hot. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's dive in. We've got eight topics today. So let's do it. You ready? Shoot. You ready? Shoot. So if you go back to early 2000s comedies, there's a couple that stand out. We've talked about some of them before. Um, mean Girls is kind of one of those that has had a lot of legs and and is iconic and, and people just seem to love. Like it, it, it became, it has sort of a zeitgeisty feel to it, right? Like Mean Girls is just one of those big special films for people. Obviously, mm -hmm. Elf come Christmas time. Now, I'm not, I don't get the Elf, I don't get the Elf hype. I've seen it. I've seen it maybe twice. And I'm like, meh. It, okay. Eh, yeah. Like, I, it, Elf doesn't do it for me. Um, but another one of those is the film Freaky Friday. Obviously, a remake of a story that's been done a couple of times, but specifically this time around, it was Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Mark Harmon. And this is, to me, this is, and maybe it's like, you know, the age I am and how old I was when it came out. But to me, Freaky Fridays, it's fun. It's iconic. And it's also a little bit sad because it's kind of, you know, it's one of those films you watch it and you go, man, Lindsay Lohan had so much potential. Mm, like yeah. she was, she, her star was shy, it was burning bright. And, you know, and I, I'm not going to get into the politics of like, Oh, and then she went and like messed it up and blah, blah, blah. Like I, she struggled with addiction, right? Like it's nobody's, nobody is immune to that. And, and unfortunately when you're in the public image and at the top of your game, you've got much further to fall when you're afflicted with something like 
addiction. Um, yeah. But it's sad. Uh, and at that, at that young age, you know, there's, it's, it's um, kind of a, what would you call it? A, it's common for young actors. Oh, sure. That's level of fandom to, to fall hard that way because yeah. they don't have people around them to guide them. And well, and you're, you're young and dumb good as, as we all are when we're that age, we're young and dumb. And all of a sudden we've got endless party money and we're invited to all the parties. Like, I, you know, I, I've said it many times in the past. People are like, oh, you know, Justin Bieber really threw his career down the, you know, became this and all these people. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know that I would have handled any of that any better. <laughs> right. Like, especially because well, Lindsay Lohan yeah, was you acting. Just, you just look at who like Lin, who, Justin Bieber is a great example because you look at the the adult influences that were around him. Oh yeah. During that it's like Usher and rocket to stardom. Yeah. Like they're probably not living the cleanest lives to begin with. Yeah. Like who's so, surprised that Justin Bieber had access to drugs? Really? I mean, yeah. but um, yeah, no. So anyways, I love freaky Friday. I think it's fun. It's, you know, they just recently did on Disney plus, they did like a straight to Disney plus remake of it. It was, I didn't watch it, but it looked like crap from the trailers. I was like, eh, no, no thanks. Um, and I have not seen the original. I know there's at least one version that came before this one, um, but I have not seen it. I should probably check it out. I don't know. But news has come out this week that Freaky Friday 2 with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan is in the works. It's coming. It's happening. When I first heard this, I thought, uh, okay. And then I remember the time that we're living in where, you know, legacy sequels and all this stuff, like that's, that's, that is the in thing. That is the trend that we're in where we're going back and we're revisiting old properties and being like, well, maybe there's something here. And I'm like, okay, okay so i mean they're just following suit like this isn't this isn't super bizarre the more i sat with this the more i fell in love with this idea because i think jamie lee curtis is fantastic and i think despite all things despite the career and the issues that in the public and all this stuff i do think lindsay lohan is talented i've seen her in several things where i go yeah she's she's got talent she can act. So that got me excited. And then I realized what the dynamic of this film could be. And the fact that if somehow these two characters switch places again, it's it's not just a rinse and repeat. I mean, these are much different bodies they're switching into now, right? Now Lindsay Lohan's character is switching into a much older Jamie Lee Curtis's... I mean, don't get me wrong, Jamie Lee Curtis is still fine as wine, but Jamie Lee Curtis's... I'm just pulling it up here. She's 64. <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a totally different... The jokes that they can play on, the things that they can do in this film because the characters are such different ages... Right, you've got Lindsay Lohan, who's suddenly going to be in, in what is—I'm sorry—but what is considered considered essentially a senior citizen body, 
and you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, who's now going to be thrust into a body that is this essentially the same age that she was when the first one came out. And so this to me has is actually dripping in potential if it's done right, if they can capture some of that magic. Not it doesn't need to be all the magic. It doesn't need to be as good or better than the first one. But if they can capture some magic and they can make it good, then I am all here for this. Carl, first of all, what are your what is your relationship to the first Freaky Friday? Have you seen it? If you've seen it, do you enjoy it? And second of all, what do you think of um, what do you think of the idea that they're doing another one, that they're getting the original cast back, and and do you see the same potential and dynamic that I'm seeing, or is there something maybe even further that I'm missing? Um, well, I've technically, technically, I've never seen the first one. Technically, okay. Oh, you got to break that down. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay there, bud. I've got up, the 2003 you, you mentioned one. you didn't know how many there were, so I quickly Googled... Uh, how many Freaky Fridays are there? And there's four. So one in 76, which uh, one in 95, the 2003, which is the one we're talking about, and then the 2018 one, uh, which you referred to. Okay, jackass. Have you seen the 2003 one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, we watched it for our Friday family movie night uh, in, within the last year. Oh, okay. So I've, I've actually had a pretty recent viewing of it. Right. It's a good and? film. Yeah, it's yeah, great. I mean, it's it's a fun family flick for sure. It's got some nice life lessons in there. Some good laughs. Uh, I don't, I don't see a sequel to this though. No. Okay. No. Hmm. Like I like it's already established itself as kind of like this is a plot point that can be rehashed in over and over again. Like yeah, it's a trope we've seen remakes. in a lot of like yeah. even th- properties like, that aren't Freaky Friday have done yeah, the switcheroo. I was, I was about thing. to say like this; th- these these ones we're referring to are called Freaky Friday, and there's four of them. But it's not the only place this has happened where body swapping minds. We watched one as the movie men called Face Off. It's very very not not a magical uh, uh, kind yeah. of. Like new normally Freaky Friday takes this kind of magic swaps their bodies. Yeah. Face off was kind of like a literal we're going to surgically make you look like the other person. Yeah, it was like um, a fortune cookie but, in this one, right? Like a yeah, like Chinese yes, magic. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it's the same uh trope. Yeah. Same premise. Interesting. Hmm. Um but yeah, like what the whole point of the first film was what or this of the Freaky Friday film is what it's daughter the, the, daughter doesn't each other. value mother yeah or your young person doesn't value older person older person doesn't understand the struggles young person's going through yeah swap has, has like lost they now touch. understand they swap back yeah right lessons learned like you're you're essentially just revisit like they didn't to revisit this premise again but they're older is to say these people didn't learn anything. Let's make them learn the lesson again. Right. To me, it's ridiculous. So you think it actually hurts the first one? I, I, it doesn't hurt the first one. I think it hurts anything you try and do it for it with a second one. Like right. it's, it's just like the, these characters have already gone through this lesson. They don't, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it is it's entirely possible. Like we're speculating on what the story would be, right? And just because they're back doesn't mean it's starring them, right? Like they could be they could be ancillary characters in this. I don't I don't right. know, right? But yeah, I, I do yeah, I do could, yeah, I guess I can see your perspective on this. Bodies, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, 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 at that point, it's kind of like, well, why are you getting them back then? Like, are you, they're, then they're just there for like a, a box office draw as opposed yeah, to that, like actually. At that point, just make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, they literally, ju- Disney literally just did. So it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, no. But it's but obviously, I, I mean, it's, it's obviously a, it's a property. Ridiculous. It's obviously a property Disney believes in. I mean, to have just done what I assume was kind of a major flop of a freaky friday movie on on disney plus like it was like it was kind of like that home sweet home alone crap that that they just released right right kind of a half-arsed version of yeah and it was just like you know yeah freaky friday oh 2018 i didn't realize it was uh yeah it was back that far already but yeah freaky friday 2018 eh, you know nobody's in it who you've ever heard of and it's just kind of like you know it's a tv movie so i don't know i have high hopes for this i will it be a go out and see it in the theater thing i i right now i would say i doubt it so much will depend on that first trailer like if that first trailer comes out and it seems really funny and it's able to tug on those those nostalgia like oh my god you've like you got it back we're back in that world these are the characters i remember all this then it's possible it's possible that i would be like you know what this could be like a fun date night go out and watch this movie thing but i don't know yeah we'll have to see like i said so much will depend on that first trailer yeah so much and even that i don't think it's gonna Yeah. yeah yeah you might be right speaking of first trailers uh, in the world of ridiculous films <laughs> that we've gotten in the last little while, be it your Sharknados, be it your, um, what are other films like Sharknado? Sharknado is obviously the one that like comes to mind, but there's like this whole onslaught of like silly deep blue, deep blue, like stuff like that. Right. But one that had a little bit more on its face, had a little bit more traction because of its lead actor was the film, The Meg. And its production quality. And its production quality. It was obviously a higher budget film. Yeah. yeah. So The Meg. I don't don't think I'd go as far as calling it a triple A, but it was definitely double. (laughs) It was definitely double A. Like you could power your Game Boy with this thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So The Meg came out back in 2018 and starred Jason Statham. Um, and a bunch of other people, but it, Jason Statham was was clearly the star power box office draw in this film. Um, and it was essentially, you know, it's one of those age old stories. We saw it in the Piranha films. We saw it in, you know, whatever else that this creature that we have believed to be long extinct is has been surviving and hiding out and doing its thing at the bottom of the ocean at the bottom of the mariana's trench because we don't know anything about the mariana's trench because it's so damn deep there could literally be anything down there who the hell knows and one of those things is the megalodon all right this is this prehistoric dinosaur era massive shark the t-rex of sharks and of course, in this film, they unearth the megalodon, and all this stuff happens, and people start dying, and so on and so forth. 
I, you know, I mean, it was did certainly... You, did you watch the first one? Yeah, it's certainly better than Sharknado, but it was still, like, you know, it had this, like, Fast and the Furious meets Giant Sharks meets... Like, it, it, it was ridiculous, and it knew it was ridiculous, and it played into that, and I think that that's what, if anything, saved it that's what it was that they were self-aware of how stupid this was and kind of kind of embraced that right i would have assumed that this was a one and done film however the first trailer has dropped for the meg 2 and you know what i'm interested <laughs> I'm not like, uh, yeah, I'm not go out and see it in the theater interested. You're intrigued. I'm intrigued. I think it looks fun, right? I think it's, I think it's like a throw on. It's a popcorn flick. It's a popcorn flick. It's a throw on and have some laughs and blah, blah, blah kind of film. Um, I don't, it's it's weird to say like, oh, I think it looks better or worse than the first one because I, that's. That's not the type of film that the first one is, right? Like I, you know, it it it'd be hard to be better than the first, but it it would also be hard to be worse. <laughs> like it's just kind of its own category of weirdness. I will say the one thing in this trailer that lost me and was kind of a little bit of like, okay, now you've embraced the stupidness too much is the moment where I'm like, I'm sorry. Did did Jason Statham just kick the Megalodon in the face? <laughs> and that's, then that's, he's like defended yeah. himself, this like 50 ton creature. And he's just like kicked it away. <laughs> like, I don't know. Carl, you saw the trailer for the Meg 2. First of all, have you seen the first one? What are your thoughts on it? And what do you think of this trailer? I, I saw the first one. It was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about. And honestly, watching the trailer for this one, and I've kind of, I've kind of got it on here trying to figure out at what point it's, it, it, it takes up to about, it's a, it's a two and a half, almost two, two minute, 50 second trailer. It's almost three minutes. And honestly, the first minute of it there and abouts, I felt like I was watching a trailer for Meg one. The first time I watched it, I clicked the link and watched it. I had to like double check to make sure that I, this was not the Meg one trailer. It feels very rinse and repeat. Well, like, no, like just like we, we found something like even like the, the, the dialogue and stuff like that. Just, yeah, it felt like this, 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 didn't they do this already? This this feels like deja vu. Yeah. And First it wasn't time until around, like a little later a that shark. they're like, oh, no, they're going back. They have a research yeah. station at the bottom of the trench, and they're actually researching this thing now. And this and yeah. that. And, the, and it's like, oh, And we found a bigger one. Okay. Why? Well, I mean, I guess science, but... You, you know what happened the last time you messed with this thing. Yeah, just Why? seal that shit up, drywall over that thing and like, <laughs> don't so, go back. Yeah. Part of me wonders if they're trying to do like, a, they're, they're following the Jurassic Park blueprint. Let's keep messing with dinosaurs because science. Why? Yeah. 
Science. They rip people apart. Why? Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. And why is Jason Statham involved again? Like, what? do you know what I mean? Like, how because do you find yourself? he's the one that can stop the megalodon yeah, with his he's, foot. He's got the kick. <laughs> he's got the kick like no other. I don't know. Yeah. So you're, you're lukewarm. Yeah, I'd say less. After the first one was kind of decent. Like, I don't even, you know, do you remember, you know, Pete's kind of personal scale about throwing it on and or going yeah. to the theater? Watch it at the cottage. Do, watch yeah. it at the cottage. Like, if, if, if the, the first one, if I had already, if I hadn't seen it before, I might have thrown it on it if I was at the cottage with no Wi Fi or whatever. Right. But having seen it once, if I'm at the cottage, I'm not even throwing it on. No. <laughs> like no. it was good for a one-time watch. And this, 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 I don't know. I'm not, I feel having, because I've watched the first one, I feel like I don't have to watch this one. <laughs> Especially yeah. when half the trailer feels like the first one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I mean, I'm intrigued by it. I think it looks fun, but I could also just watch the first one again. If that was, yeah. you know, what I was after. All right, next up. Speaking of trailers, uh, a trailer has dropped for a, I guess you'd call it a documentary, like a autobiographical documentary yeah. called Arnold. And it is a, man. an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. Probably tracking, you know, I'm guessing it's going to start. We're going to talk about his childhood in Austria and fleeing Austria and all this stuff. Coming to America, strongest man in the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then his acting career, stuff like Terminator and whatever else. Uh, this interests me. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this would be fun. This is the type of thing I would throw on, you know, probably after. I don't think Brianne has any interest in this. I'd throw it on after she goes to bed and I'd. You know, maybe I'm I'm not probably not glued to it. I'm probably like editing a podcast or I'm working on graphics for the show or whatever I'm doing, but it's on and I'm, you know, watching it. But I wonder if, and this is going to be difficult for you. I know this is going to be difficult for you, but I need you to temporarily try to shut off the part of your brain that is a super massive Arnold Schwarzenegger fan and is absolutely going to be all over this. And try to take like a, a logistic, like a, not logistical, like a, you know, like a very analytical and, and unbiased approach to this. Is Arnold still relevant enough for something like this to truly do well. Like, I'm interested in this, and I know that other people like you and me will be, but I'm wondering for, like, you know, for the the money that would have gone into making this, right? Like, nothing's free. So they've spent money on producing this. And I'm just wondering, is Arnold Schwarzenegger enough of a draw like are, is the general audience going to care at this point um about something like this right like obviously he's no longer in his prime right we talk about the golden years of of arnold when he was at the top of his fame that's not it's not now right that's it's done um really i would say the last 
the last time that Arnold was really sort of in everyone's minds or, or that, you know, there was a lot of talk about him would have been back when he was governor. Right. He started acting again when he was done his political career, but he never he never bounced back the way he did. He never regained that level. Well, of, ar- yeah, he was already an old man by that point. Yeah, he never and he just didn't regain that level of fame. And so, uh, yeah, I what are your thoughts? You know, I want you to give me your thoughts about how excited you are. But I'm also curious from an from a strictly as objective as you can be standpoint. Is this kind of like who cares? <laughs> like why? Why is this what you're? Why is a project like this about someone who, you know, the the average like you know kids today or teenagers or whatever? They it's quite possible they've never even seen an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Um, Heresy. I, I agree, but it just something about this seems kind of like bizarre to me it just seems like almost that at this point arnold schwarzenegger is almost kind of niche like this is sort of a niche documentary what are your thoughts well i I think these films to begin with are niche (laughs) so um and then yeah like it's not he's not so like objective opinion. Yeah, he's not in his prime anymore. But then kind of the counterpoint to that is if you made this film in the late 90s when he was arguably at what what would have been his like peak in terms of audience draw, the film wouldn't have been as interesting. Now he's right. got a pretty interesting kind you'd be, of You'd be missing a lot of the story. Yeah. Well, like a lot happens after that point, right? Uh, he's got a pretty interesting kind of, I guess you could call it an origin story, right? Like coming from Austria and like hanging out on the beaches in, I think it was Venice. I'm not sure, but hanging out on the beaches of California, like starting a, he, 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 at one point he was, I can't remember if he owned it or he just worked at it, a construction company, but like his crew that he had, uh, I'm pretty sure he owned it, a uh, construction company. And his crew, he hired all weightlifting bodybuilders from like the gym he went to. And it was extremely successful because people would hire him because they liked watching these big buff guys. I say people, women, liked watching big buff guys put together their house. <laughs> right? So... But then, and then, but his dream was like, you know, the strongest man. He got it, shot for it, got it, hit going, doing movies, made it happen, right? And this film's got, um, or the, the, sorry, the trailer, he's got, a, it's got a quote. Um, what is it? He ta- says, like, he, he envisioned what he wanted and he wouldn't settle for anything less and he just worked till he got it, right? And just kind of that, that, um, mindset of never stopping and just digging deep and keeping going, which I I think a lot of people in later gener our generation later kind of, we lack some of that, but it's also like even like that generation, his like people of his generation, it's, to have it to the degree to which him and arguably many other 
actors have and other sports stars have is is a rare thing still. So I I'm I don't know if I'm interested in it. Like I I like Arnold. I think he's a great actor, but I never I've never taken too much stock in caring too much about actors' personal lives and being kind of a a fanboy of of an actor. Um, I'm more I'm more fanboy over roles actors play. Like I've been to a number of comic cons and other events where actors frequent and sit on panels, and uh, those never interest me. I'm ne- I never stand in line for an autograph. I don't I don't really care. <laughs> I don't right. need an autograph from a from an actor. You wouldn't want to I, take a selfie with Arnold. I mean, if the present opportunity presented itself, right. Maybe. He'd have to want to take the selfie with you. I, I would be more <laughs> interested in sitting down and having like a meal with him and right. having a conversation and learning about him uh, in a more personal setting than right. having a picture of him signed that I can put on a wall. Right. So if Arnold came up to you and he's like, oh my God, you're Carl from the Movie Men podcast. Can I get the picture? Then you'd be like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. I got it. that. You look at your watch and you'd be like, I got time. Yeah. Yeah. I got time for you. But I better not see you reselling you, this on the internet. Like, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think general audiences are going to care too much. But I don't think it's going to do horrible. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think yeah. it will. The, the later part of the trailer seemed interesting because he's, he's had a bit of, yeah, we'll put we'll put it politely say drama. The scandal is scandals in the last couple decades, and yeah, it sounds like this this uh, show is going to address some of that from his own personal point of view. I feel like so you that, have to, right? You can't that, you can't tell the Arnold story and not touch on the fact that he had a child out of wedlock. Yeah, so that'll from an affair. That'll, like, that'll probably draw some people. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like just I don't know. It's something so I remember when that happened. Not to like beat a dead horse, but like you know, it's just this kind of like, hmm, this kid looks and talks like Arnold. <laughs> like it's it's a much you know, it's not like oh, does this guy kind of look like this other guy? When you're Arnold, if someone looks and talks like you, it's that's hard to miss. <laughs> like that's, I don't expect his kids have his accent probably not have the accent but like but you know if you have arnold's jaw (laughs) then people are looking at you going hmm something might be up here but yeah Yeah. no either way i'm i will definitely throw it on and watch it when it comes out i'm i'm looking forward to it for sure yeah okay star wars ready for some star wars Let's talk about the War of the Stars. So, I mean, we've talked a lot. Obviously, we just finished our a uh, our review of Mandalorian season three. I guess, kind of, sort of, whatever the hell that was. Um, and we talked about the trailer for the upcoming Ahsoka show, which is all kind of that and the Boba Fett show. They're all kind of a part of this like Disney Plus group of shows that all the Mandoverse that all sort of take place in roughly the same time in the galaxy. And they kind of intermingle with each other. You've got characters from this show showing up on that show and vice versa. And, um, 
It was announced a little while back. We talked about how this is all sort of going to culminate and end in a film directed by Dave Filoni. Now we voiced, I we voiced our opinions on that. I said I'm a little skeptical on Dave Filoni's ability to helm a full feature length film at this point, just because I mean he's never done that before. And the live action directing that he has done, even he himself was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm holding my, I'm holding my full opinions until the film comes out, and I can see it and be like, oh, okay, actually, you know what, that wasn't that bad, or vice versa. Um, one of the big things in this universe that has recently been you know, a hot topic is the introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn in the Ahsoka show that's coming up. We mm. we see a little bit of him. We see the back of him in the trailer. We hear Ahsoka drop the name Grand Admiral Thrawn. She also, in this big wink-wink, nudge-nudge, slap across the face for the fans, Easter egg says, heir to the Empire, um, which made just about all of us have to change our underwear. Um, but it has now been basically confirmed very very heavily hinted at very heavily teased by dave filoni that grand admiral thrawn will be the big baddie in this crossover film which essentially to me means like if this film is the culmination of the of you know of of this mando verse then essentially what you're saying is he is the baddie of of this Mandoverse, right? That, you know, he's must be, I would assume is going to be a heavy hitter in Mando season four. We already know that he's going to be that in the Ahsoka show. I mean, this makes sense to me, right? Like if you go back to, again, they're no longer canon, but if you go back to, you know, what, what is the origin of this character? Why was he such a great character? He was the one after the emperor and, and Vader, had died he was the one that was relaunching resurrecting the empire and he was no small threat like it was you know the thing about grand admiral thrawn was that as a villain he was smart like his intelligence is what made him so scary that he was a really, really smart guy. And there was, yeah. as Star Wars always does, there was, you know, sort of some parallels between Star Wars and Nazi, Nazi Germany, right? One of Grand Admiral Thrawn's big things, if you go back and you read and you really get into the history of Grand Admiral Thrawn, is that he believed that the, the way to essentially destroy planets and destroy their culture and destroy civilizations was to go after and like destroy their art and destroy their destroy their sense of culture so that they were weaker and then not a threat and so which obviously you go back to germany and they were like burning art and doing all that stuff um but yeah i i mean this makes sense to me grad grand admiral thrawn is not only big scary and foreboding but he is the villain that so many diehard star wars fans have been pining for have been waiting for asking for pleading for um so now he's here and if they do him right if it goes over well with fans and people like the portrayal of him in ahsoka then i think that this is absolutely not only 
smart, but it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Like, who are yeah. you going to culminate all of this with that is going to be bigger and better and badder than Thrawn? Um, so I'm for this. I'm still skeptical about the movie. I'm going to be until I see it. Um, but especially following Mando season three, like my, my confidence in the Mandoverse right now has just been shaken in general, but you hear this news, Grand Admiral Thrawn, big baddie in the Mandoverse, um, not only in the upcoming shows, but in this culminating film, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, brilliant. He's, he's, who else would you choose for this era? Not only is he in a kind of a enigm- is enigmatic the right word I'm looking for. I shouldn't try and use big words like Pete. <laughs> <laughs> the penultimate. Uh, penultimate. He's <laughs> he's a very kind of charismatic and in- very interesting villain in the Star Wars universe because, uh, like in this article. Dave Filoni, Filoni in an, uh, whatever interview they're pulling these quotes from, points out he's not like other villains in this universe because no. he doesn't use the force, and because of and he's just super smart, um, and super tactical, and he just he outthinks and outmaneuvers anybody he comes across. Yeah, so, you really just can't plan against him. Yeah, he's a very interesting um, antagonist. And not only is he an interesting antagonist, by by using him in a large capacity role as an antagonist for your universe in the current timeline, or I guess in this timeline, because the Disney trilogy takes place after at this point in time, but it gives you a a pathway to have a new antagonist once he's dealt with. Yeah. If you're following the the book the the what is now the Legends books, because Thrawn's intention was to build the Empire up to be something that could defend against what his people could not defend against a, a species that was because his species came from beyond the the rim worlds right so if you like look down at the the milky way galaxy that's kind of the place that the star wars universe takes place in everything on the edge of the milky way that's considered the outer rim and then there's but there's still galaxies and and civilizations beyond that and his civilization the chiss are one of those civilizations and in the legends he came to the uh, empire, join the empire because of a species that was dominating the gap, a gap, whatever galaxy the chess people were from. And they, they were, they were unstoppable. So he was, he was going to use the empire to build up and be something that could fight them and oppose them. So you, if, if they do that, now you have something that, Disney can go, okay, we'll use Thrawn currently for what's currently happening. And then now we have something that we can use as an antagonist for what happens after our Disney trilogy, the Disney first trilogy, whatever we do going forward. Yeah. So it, will they do that? I don't know. 
I have very little faith. I have faith in Kathleen Kennedy and her ability to guide this universe. Uh, the only reason I have faith in the Mandalorian and where it's going, uh, as I've said before, when we were doing the show is that the Dave Filoni's got, uh, some creative pull there. So, yeah, but yeah, this is, I, I like, I like, uh, Grand Animal Thrawn as a villain. It's, it's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, you know, it's got, if anything's ever had potential, this is it. But it's just whether or not they can harness it and do it justice. Yeah. The Ahsoka <clears throat> series being what will set the stage for it will really decide whether this thing sinks or swims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if the Ahsoka series is as bad or worse than um, the last Mando season, then you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah. No, hard to say. Hard to say. All right. Moving on. We've talked in the past about how there's a lot of things that you have seen that I have not seen, and, and you're always kind of bent out of shape when those things come up. Is that fair to say? Yep, I think so. You're like, well, you've never we, seen We've the corrected lies. a lot of those errors. Sure, very, sure. I don't think those errors in in, in our cross-catalog, uh, if that's what you want, we want to call it, mm-hmm. there, there are fewer now than they were before. I mean, I've still never seen The Last Action Hero. You are a son of a... Yep. Um, but there's also been a few things that I take pride in having introduced you to. One of them being the show Friends. I got you on the, the Friends bandwagon and turned you into a Friends fan, which I, you know, is to me, is one of the ultimate wins. I showed you Titanic for the first time. I was very proud of that. Yeah, I knew um, it was going to happen, so it wasn't very interesting. Oh, you still, you liked it more than you thought you would. And the other that I got you on the bandwagon with, and, and you know, you watched, I believe, through to completion. Did you see uh, all 15 I, seasons? I don't know. Okay. There's a lot. But you watched so a I lot watched of it, almost though. all. Of it. If I missed something, it probably would have been like the last season. Right, okay. The last, the last kind of, storyline i remember was um somebody was giving birth to like a god or a god and a <laughs> rift like, between okay. hell opened up or something i don't know <laughs> right so i um, got like the la- the latter seasons got really weird and out there with their yeah. storylines so obviously that show is supernatural um was yeah. a show that i was watching back while it like season two and season three were airing. Um, so it has been a part of my life for a long time, a show that I very much enjoy. Um, I have not seen all of it. I have not, I likely have not seen as much as you have seen um, because I kind of tapped out and I've, it's on my list to go back. So I like, I want to finish it. I want to see it all. Um, I think, I think I've, attempted to get through all of it a couple of times and I always stop like on the same season. And I think I just need to like endurance my way through that season and be like, or just I, start at that season. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
Yeah, I know, but it's like my OCD, man. Like, I just want to do it all in one. I, I, yeah, well, whatever. I may have to just start there and be like, okay, endurance through this, and hopefully it gets better. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> so. It has its moments, but it doesn't. Yeah. So Supernatural, back in its heyday, was absolutely fantastic. And you know what? Even when the storyline sucked, I never regretted, I never had a bad time hanging out with the boys. With Sam and Dean and Castiel yeah. and Crowley and like it was that was always just it was always just com- cozy and comfortable and a safe place. Well, after Supernatural finally ended with season fifteen, it was announced that there was a spinoff show coming called The Winchesters, and that Jensen Ackles was going to be a not only producer of the show, but he was also going to narrate it, that it all was kind of set back in like the 70s and 80s, you know, around John and Mary, his parents. Um, Now, when this was first announced, there was some weird drama around it because Jared Padalecki, who played Sam, and who is not a part of this show in any way, um, was very public about the fact that he found out that this show was a thing on Twitter, when the official announcement happened, like he was, he was left entirely out of, mm. of like, not even like, hey, we don't really want you to be a part of this. It was, you, we're not even, we're not even going to send you an email or drop you a text to let you know, hey, by the way, this is happening. So, anyways, uh, you know, it is what it is. That wasn't going to hurt my opinion, impression, or enjoyment of the show. What did hurt it was that first trailer that dropped. The first time we saw anything from this show, it became apparent of a couple of things. One, it didn't look very good. Two, it didn't even have the feel of Supernatural. Like it kind of felt like goofier and like... I don't know. Like they just missed the mark entirely. It was it was not only like a different show, but it felt like a different genre of show. Um, and then from what I saw in the trailer, and then what I heard, I've never I never watched it. Never watched an episode because from what I saw in the trailer, and from what other people had talked about too, they had kind of like the show was kind of retconning a lot of the history that had already been developed and established within Supernatural, like. The existence of the show in general was not like there was a huge continuity error and it just didn't, you know, didn't jive with me. So I never watched it. And it does not surprise me to find out that the Winchesters have been canceled after just one season. What does surprise me a little bit is that Jensen Ackles is. I don't know if the guy's just, like, desperate for work, but he's kind of giving me that, like, who's the, you know, Tom Wilson who played Biff in Back to the Future? Tom Wilson is well known for, like, he's been in, like, he's been, like, an extra or, like, a background side character type thing in a couple of small Who Gives a Crap movies since then. But his legacy is that he just goes to comic cons and he goes to whatever and he's really just riding that biff train (laughs) like he just (laughs) he never outgrew back to the future and went on to do other stuff um 
And this kind of reeks of that a little bit because Jensen Ackle has started a fan petition. He hopped on Twitter and he said, looks like we've got work to do. And he's trying to rally up all the fans to get enough people to sign this petition and and get vocal and voice their concerns and hashtag save the Winchesters and hashtag SPN family. And it's just like, I don't, it's the show's bad, man. Like the show's not doing well. It was canceled for a reason. And you're capable, like Jensen Ackles is capable of doing some great things. And I kind of wish he would just, you know, he would appreciate Supernatural for the thing that thrust him into stardom, for the thing that gave him his big break. And just kind of leave it at that. Move on. Do something else. Spread your wings creatively as an artist, right? Stop riding the coat trails of what was a great show and just kind of, yeah, acknowledge when something's dead. I'm assuming you haven't seen any of the show. I don't know if you even if you've seen anything like that has anything to do with it. I don't know if you ever saw one of the TV promos for it or anything no, I've never like that. Seen anything. I'm watching the trailer for it right now as you're rambling. And it's I, so bad. Yeah, I don't. I'd... It's so bad. And so it doesn't surprise me. But what are your thoughts on A, the show being canceled, and B, Jensen kind of rallying the troops, so to speak, to try to save it and pine after this supernatural movement? Uh, I don't know. I don't, this trailer is boring. <laughs> I mean, it looks interesting. Some parts look interesting, but it's not intriguing. It just seems like more of the same. And yeah, it should. You should put the past behind him and move on, because he was awesome in the boys. As uh, I don't know what he, guy he played in the boys, yeah. but he was like the 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 father of Homelander, and it was it was good. Like he was good. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got talent. And he should uh, kind of spread his wings and fly or fire his current uh, manager and get a new one because he, he should he should be in some more stuff. Like, he's talented. And this isn't the only time that, like, this was the Supernatural spinoff that made it to air, but this isn't the only time that they tried. Like, if you go back and you watch through Supernatural, there are several episodes that were specifically... <laughs> attempting to tee off to tee up some spinoffs right we call yeah. them they're, they're called backdoor pilots where it instead of being a pilot for a show that is just a standalone pilot it's an episode of a pre-existing show that's kind of there as like a you know hey maybe we could turn this into something um and you can spot those episodes pretty easily because they're the episodes where Sam and Dean are sort of in the episode, but kind of not really. Um, Something where like Castiel plays a more prominent role in the episode. Well, yeah, there was else. there was a show that they were trying, they were talking up and trying to do for a while called um, The Wayward Sisters, I believe, and it was about like that. Um, there was the the sheriff character in the show, and then her friends and 
and stuff and like um joe and helen and stuff and it just which i was like okay this could be there could be something there this could be interesting and it just never it never took off nothing nothing came of it and so yeah it um you know supernatural was massive it was massive and a lot of people watched it you don't i mean you don't get 15 seasons if you're not big massive and spectacular right yeah. it's just kind of the way it is um yeah, that was also in another time where tv was still uh, a thing like, yeah like cable tv yeah satellite tv yeah but that's 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 something that's going the way it's still a thing but it's not it's not people's preferred way to consume tv shows anymore yeah yeah. Yep. I don't know. He sh- he needs to he needs to spread his wings. Yep. He's got wings. He could he could do a lot of things. I think. Yep. But it yep. sounds like he's kind of typecasting himself. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Like you're you're pigeonholing yourself, trying to make relive the glory days of of this show. Yeah, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. All right. Beetlejuice 2. We've talked about it a couple of times now. We talked about um, the fact, well, A, that it was happening. We talked about the fact that they had picked up Jenna Ortega. We'd all speculated that Jenna Ortega would probably be playing Winona Ryder's character's daughter, Lydia's daughter, um, because it just kind of, I mean, Jenna Ortega seemed like the perfect fit for the show or for the movie, and it age-wise, it kind of lined up that maybe that's who she'd be playing. That's now been confirmed that that's who she is. Um, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical about this movie. I've been very vocal about that just because I love the first one so near and dear, right? I, I It's going to be hard for me for them to pull off lightning in a bottle twice, but it has now been confirmed that Willem Dafoe is also joining the cast. What? And and this is I mean this is like inspired casting to me. I'm like I don't know who he's going to play. I don't know what his role will be. But it's Willem freaking Defoe. I mean, Willem yeah. Defoe is fantastic. So, he's a great talent. If you can get Willem Defoe in your project, you put Willem Defoe in your project. That's there's no yeah, if ands or buts about the that. script to make him work. Yeah. But also, you Willem don't have Defoe's to rewrite a- the script to make him work. That guy—he's—he's he's a man of many faces. He can, yes, he'll—he'll he'll fit the role. Well, and that's just it. Willem Dafoe not only is incredible, but he's a weird guy. Like he's—he's he's got a face that he can do weird stuff with. He's got a very yeah. unique voice, and I'm just like, yeah, this fits. It was also actually announced today that Monica Bellucci, the international superstar Monica Bellucci, is in this film. Um, playing Beetlejuice's wife, the bride of Beetlejuice, rather, is the official title. And so I, yeah, I mean, this, this film is making me possibly dangerously optimistic. <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to just being all in on this thing, um, it's also obviously Michael Keaton's back. Winona Ryder is back. We do have confirmation that Catherine O'Hara is back. There's been no mention of 
Gina Davis or Alec Baldwin. We've kind of talked about, A, it'd be a little tricky with Alec Baldwin right now with some of the stuff that's going on, even though that's been, you know, it was kind of dropped and everything's good and is, you know, not not totally maybe an issue so much anymore. It still is, you know, it's just you have to take a little bit of extra consideration right now when it comes to... um when it comes to casting Alec Baldwin in your project, but there's also just the fact that their characters, presumably because their characters are ghosts in the first one, won't have aged, shouldn't have aged, and obviously the the actors have, and so it'd be a little tricky for for casting their characters in this film some 30 years later, 40? 30, yeah, like 30 years later. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm stoked for I'm stoked for Willem Dafoe. I think Jenna Ortega CGI can't fix Brady. Yeah, but then you get it depends on who it is. Don't get don't get Disney to do it. Don't get Lucasfilm in there. Cuz it'll look like crap. I don't know how and why. I don't know why they're so bad at at deep fakes. You get you get AI to do it for you. You get yeah, there you go. Chat GPT. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I, I know you're probably not the biggest, you know, probably not the biggest fan of of the first Beetlejuice, but I'm sure you've I mean, seen, it seen it and you it. enjoy it. it. I enjoyed it. Uh, as far as this particular news related to it, it's William DeVoe. I mean, you've said it a number of times. When, when you can secure talent, you secure talent. Mm-hmm. Right, like ta- more talent doesn't always hurt, is rare. It's rare for I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying, but I'm not wording it well. It's rare for good talent to wreck your movie. Yes, I, I don't know. Yes, That's probably a better way of saying. Yeah, it, it's you never it a bad better. thing to add talent. There you go. That's yep. That yep. There, Brady said the thing that I wanted yep. to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep, talent, so, talent, and, talent. And in this case, you're adding William Defoe. Yep. I don't, I don't know if there's a role of his that I I haven't enjoyed him in. Even if the movie has sucked, he's knocked it out of the park. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yep. I. Yeah. Are you excited for Beetlejuice too? I mean, I'll probably see it eventually. I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to go to the theater and watch it. No, I will. Oh, man, I will. Yeah, I'm so stoked. All right, Venom. Venom. Do you like the first two Venom movies? Uh, they're, 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 they're right. Yeah. I thought, yeah, they were, they were okay. They were, they were passable. They were good. They were good superhero movies, I guess. Anti-hero movies. I enjoyed uh, what they did with kind of the portraying the relationship between Venom and, and um, uh, Eddie Brock. Yeah. But I think split personality type thing. Yeah, it, it, um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like with this kind of, we're obviously we're talking about Venom three. 
yep. coming up with here. I'm, I'm, I, I never went to the theater to watch the first two, uh, and I, I'm, I don't know if I want to for this one. I like, maybe I will for the podcast, but mm-hmm. like on my own free will, probably. Not. <laughs> <My own. laughs> yeah. Okay, it's worth noting we haven't taken away your free will on the podcast. <laughs> I will be. You'll probably solicit me somehow. Yeah. Uh, so we have a working title for Venom 3. We'd, we've known for a little while now that Venom 3 is in production. Tom Hardy posted a video on his Instagram a couple of months ago now, I think, um, that they're they're on set, they're shooting it, we're ready to go. Quite, It's not uncommon for a film to, while they're in the production stage, to have a working title. Right. Sometimes that's just, hey, we don't know what it's going to be called yet. And sometimes it's a working title is put in place to kind of be a little secretive. Right. Like if you're working on a project, because you have to like, you know, when you're when you're closing off streets to work on something, when you're, you know, whatever it is, filing for permits and, and this, that and the other thing. If you go on there and you say, ah, it's Venom 3 that we're doing, well, then friggin' all the fans show up and the word gets out and this is happening here and blah, blah. And you just, you, you can't get stuff done. So quite often films will have sort of a misdirecting working title um, to keep things under lock and key sort of as much as they can. A famous example is the, the Star Wars films, right? Yeah, like Blue Harvest and stuff like that. Um well, the working title for Venom 3 is Orwell. Just simply Orwell. Now nah, we're making a movie. Working title is Orwell. And that may we, seem... Orwell or Owell? Orwell. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Eh. Oh, well. We're yeah. making another Venom one. 3. Oh, well. Um, you didn't, we didn't do a great job with the first two. Oh, yeah, well. Exactly. Um, now, it may seem... At quick glance, that this is just like a whatever, who cares, throwaway title. However, there is the possibility, and I think it's a pretty strong possibility, that this is, that this working title actually hints and drops a little bit of a tease as to who the antagonist in Venom 3 is going to be. So for those who don't know, in the comics, and specifically in the Venom storylines within the comics there's a well-known character named orwell taylor yeah spider-man orwell taylor (laughs) and in the comics orwell taylor is um he's he's this guy correct me if i'm wrong and maybe you don't even know the history of this do you know the history of orwell taylor in the comics i I am not super familiar with venom in the comic books okay Outside of his relationship to kind of Spider-Man in the Spider-Man comics. Right. So. Orwell Taylor is this guy who, um, basically he's out to kill Eddie Brock and Venom. Like he, he, he's not, he's not the biggest Eddie Brock fan, um, which poises him perfectly to be an antagonist. Um, but he creates this team called the jury, um, whose purpose it, like he basically makes a task force and their whole job is to, to, bring venom to justice and and yeah. you know destroy the whole so i uh, you know it's possible 
it's possible that this is just a throwaway title. It's fun. They're referencing. They're like, oh well, you know, we don't. You know, Orwell Taylor's not our antagonist, but well, we can ref- reference the Venom verse by by making this our working title. I don't know. Um, throw the throw the fans a bone in the form of a red herring. Yeah, who knows? Um, I'm skeptical, but I also think like I won't be shocked now if it turns out that that's you know that that's exactly what this is, that this is the tease, that this is us us finding out who the villain is. Um, I think it'd be a fun way to do it. What are your thoughts? You hear all this, Venom 3, you said you're already kind of, eh, yeah, you know, whatever. What do you think the odds are that this working title is either A, just a throwaway red herring, or is it them giving us a little nugget of info? I would hope it's a red herring. Like, ideally, I think your best, especially what they've done setting up between this, the first two films, and then that post-credit scene at the end of Spider-Man, your best avenue is to have a a Venom Spider-Man movie. So I don't know. I think I think this is if this is not a a red herring mm-hmm. it feels like a weird way to go like you just don't think it fits as as yeah. a, i think, a suitable I think antagonist. it makes more sense for venom to be kind of a pseudo antagonist in his own film like eddie brock would kind of rein that in. So that's why I'm using the term pseudo antagonist. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think like Venom's been really the driving force behind the Sony's Sony's sort of Marvel universe. Right. So it, unless you're going to do a Spider-Man film, I think it makes sense to have sense to have Spider-Man as uh, a secondary uh, kind of protagonist because he's a hero in a Venom titled film. Mm-hmm. I think that's the smarter choice. You but think I'm, it's t- time to bring him but in? But they don't they don't accept my script writing in Hollywood anymore. So no. What's the last one that you submitted that they did accept? Ah oh, man, I had this really cool one about how this pop can gains sentience and it uh, walks across a table and kicks a guy in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but nothing, nothing came of it. No, apparently it's too much like toy story. <laughs> yeah, right. Cause that's, that's an issue within Hollywood. All right. <laughs> mo- moving on to our final topic. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is a big name in Hollywood, and he certainly has his fan base. Now, I've been very public. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've been very public about the fact that I have not, you know, I enjoy the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but I have not drank the Kool-Aid on them. They're certainly not my favorite. I don't think that Chris, I don't think that Christian Bale is the best Batman. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, Interstellar. Yeah, okay. Great film. You know, I had no issues with it. Wait, Interstellar? Was Interstellar Christopher Nolan? I'm thinking um, Inception, 
but maybe Interstellar also is. I don't think it is. Is it Christopher Nolan? Uh, no, it is. Okay, Christopher Nolan did Interstellar and he did Inception. You know, one of the big issues that people always have with Christopher Nolan films, and this is something that I'm, I've drank the Kool-Aid on, I'm 100% in agreement, is that the sound mixing in Christopher Nolan films are awful. Like an explosion happens and your eardrums are bleeding and then people start talking and you're like, sorry, can I get subtitles? What are they saying? What <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Um, so I'm not like, you know, I, I recognize that Christopher Nolan is a big deal. I wouldn't call myself a Christopher Nolan fan. Having said that, the first trailer has dropped for Christopher Nolan's new film, Oppenheimer. Now, Oppenheimer obviously being the, it's a historical film, right? We're going back to back to World War II here with this. And um, I'm a sucker for historical films. I can be, if they're done well, if I find them interesting. Um, this trailer looks amazing to me. You've got Killian Murphy as, as Robert Oppenheimer. You've got Emily Blunt is in this. Matt Damon is in this. Robert Downey Jr. is in this. Florence Pugh is in this. Rami Malek is in this. Need I go on? Kenneth Branagh is in this. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is in this. Alden Enreich is in this. David uh, Krumholtz, I think is the pronunciation of his last name, is in this. Like, this is this is the definition of star-studded cast. <laughs> like, this is a top-notch, over-the-moon, holy crap, you've, you're throwing everyone and the kitchen sink at this. Um, it looks good. I don't know. I watched this trailer, and I this might be the first... Christopher Nolan film, I, again, aside, obviously I went to go see the Batman films in the theater, but that was just because it was Batman, not because it was Christopher Nolan. Um, this, I, I might be, this might be on, on theater watch for me. This might be a film that changes my mind a little bit about Christopher Nolan. It just seems really well done or it's a shit film and it was just a fantastic trailer that has happened before and that's totally possible here um but i am i am yeah i'm so far i'm on board uh you watch the trailer for oppenheimer what do you think oh man yeah it looks good um it looks it, the trailer alone kind of makes you you kind of get a sense of the stakes that were at play and the tension that would have been in some of these rooms in some of these discussions like the trailer alone conveys that really well so i can't imagine the like the film's going to be incredible and like killian murphy is the lead come on like my wife and i uh had had watched through pretty much all of Peaky Blinders, and it's like that guy is so good, and he he's been in a lot of other stuff that I've seen, but like that's the most recent, and it's just like well, he's been in a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff too, yeah, right? Like obviously yeah. he played Scarecrow. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but it's, it's just he's such a great actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
No, I'm. And then, I'm, like you said, like star-studded cast, Robert Downey Jr. I'm surprised, uh, surprisingly stoked for this. Like surprisingly yeah, it, I, stoked. I, I had heard about it. This is the first. The, today was the first time I watched the trailer, and yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be something. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, there you have it. That's the news. That's it. That's all. That's all I got for you. Good. I need to go do something about my cough. It's acting up. About your cough. Nobody uh, else is hearing it because I keep muting my mic. But wow, well, you're I've in rough shape there. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Our Patreon, as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get some fun perks in return. And we've got merch. Which was my tee up for Carl to say something fantastic, but I think he's coughing right now. Yes, we have clothes that you can put on your body. Yeah, those little knitted body, little knitted. Uh, we, we could get some of those knitted. Um, remember, you like go over to your grandmother's house, and she had like a a cover for the tissue box. Those knitted. No, like over the box of Kleenex. Oh yeah, like a tissue cozy. Yeah, yeah, a tissue <laughs> cozy and tushy cozy. Tushy, yeah. tushy, tushy cozies. Look at that's, your tushy cozies. That's that's just underwear. We're back to the uh, movie man <laughs> underwear. Seems to keep coming up. I I think at this point we just need just, to pull the trigger on that. That that or just create a graphic of movie man underwear and put it on a shirt. And put <laughs> and put it on a shirt. Oh, I love it. That's totally going to be a thing. That's yeah. totally going uh, to be a put, thing. put a graphic on the front that's got the movie man logo on the jo- right on right on the crotch area and then have a graphic of kind of a rear end underwear the back yep. side of underwear and then it says we've got your butt covered or something like that <laughs> oh my god uh oh it's so gross it has to happen <laughs> <laughs>